What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question, and this show is the answer. Hello, this is Ryan Staley, and I want to welcome you to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom podcast. Today, we are going to go over how consistent President's Club winners grow their income year over year while working 20% less than you. So really excited to go over this today for you. And what I'm going to go over to start things off or kick things off is why over 90% of sales professionals fail and why it's not your fault. So let me walk you through this real quick because it's almost humorous when I say some of this out loud, but this is the true life cycle of what I've seen that a lot of folks go through. So you get hired, you have general training taken from principles that were built 10 to 20 years ago for maybe a week, sometimes two, with sales content that's okay or average and product information. Every now and then you might get a couple months of training uh, for some really detail, but often it's, it's relatively short. The top sales leaders in the company typically don't wanna be bothered with it because they have to focus on hitting their numbers and bringing in business. Then you got a trainer who hasn't really ever been in sales in his life or was a failed salesperson and doesn't really have any real world experience, at least not recently. And then you might have weekly training where the leader's like, okay, in advance, what do we need to work on today? And then you have two kickoffs or company events a year, have a motivational speaker come in, maybe an ex-Marine, have you do push-ups, dip yourself in ice, something else, right? You cover a bunch of topics and then afterwards kind of fades in the background. You do what you're doing before and kind of take it from there. And throughout all of that, a lot of it's choppy, uncoordinated, fragmented, or not looked at holistically. Now, granted, there's some times where it's not exactly that way. But I've seen this. So a lot of cases you got to, for the sales aspect of it, you got everything that's general or one size fits all. And you're supposed to go out from that information and work deals that take anywhere from three months to two years across 10 to 30 people, beat competition that's more aggressive than ever to a customer that has, or a prospect that has more pricing transparency than ever because the buyer can look up anything online about anything at all. (laughs) So, it's not your fault. It's it's frustrating and it's it's one of those situations where we're not really putting people in a position to win from, from a sales perspective. So on top of that, you also have to prospect, take care of customers, learn marketing, be a data entry specialist for your CRM, go on tons of internal meetings, update your forecasts, travel, meet customers, put together email chains, entertain, close deals, negotiate contracts, be a husband, wife, mother, or father, friend and provider, and then on top of it, the list goes on and on. So from there, you then grind it out to hit your quota every month, quarter after quarter or year after year. And sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you only hit 75%, which is what, or less, which is what close to 85% of outside sales executives hit. So that's the scenario you're set up on, which is not a wonder why a lot of people fail. And I know that life because that was my life in so many different companies I was in. And it was the life of so many people that 
I've talked to and coached and developed. And so, you know, in doing that, as, you know, when I was younger and when I was a rep, I wanted to keep getting better. And when I was in school, I thought that, now this is going back to college, I thought I was going to be the CEO of Microsoft, like Bill Gates. That, that was kind of my aspiration. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell was involved with that, but it sounded pretty cool. It was the biggest job I knew of. It was when they were going through the antitrust components uh, at the time. So it was dead center for a completely uneducated college student um, knowing what's going on. So that in my head, I'm like, hey, I, I got to have the biggest job. I got to perform at the highest. And then after working for a while, I realized that it was a lot harder to do. So I used money as a scorecard. That was my path to being number one. And that was how I was evaluated against my peers. Sound familiar? And I know I talked a little bit about this last, last episode. However, I just want to, to impress upon you this just because I see it a lot with a lot of different people. And every time I do really well, I'd be really happy for the next few days or maybe a week. And then you know what happened? After the end of the year, my quota went up to do at least what I did the year before plus X amount. And it wasn't favorable to my comp plan. I could basically sell the same amount that I did last year and make 25, 30% less. So that buzz of the excitement and, and the results wore off. So I would do the same thing I did last year. And this cycle would keep repeating year after year. And it wasn't just me. I mean, I talked to peers. This happens for everybody. Does this sound familiar to you? Have you been through this? The comp plan changed, the quota hikes. Okay, so as that kept happening to me throughout my career, I'm like, is there a better way? And, and then I went back in time and I truly thought that when I was a rep, you know, how did this, how was this overcome? And, and there was a story of a guy named John that I worked with at one of my first outside sales position. This guy, I mean, I, I didn't get it. He would, he would take vacations on a private jet. I'm not kidding you. Take three vacations a year. He'd be at 150% of his quota if we were on a calendar year in September and then ended up at like 200%. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? And he wasn't very forthright. I asked him and he just kind of gave me high level stuff. So I'm like, all right, I got, I got to dig into this because there's something there. And so what I noticed is that there was a certain type of deal and certain verticals and certain customers that he would heavily focus on to enable that lifestyle and to enable that financial freedom, that, that lifestyle freedom, that financial freedom. I'm like, I, I want some of that. Can you, can you raise your hand if you want that? I mean, I'm raising both hands right now at the time. Um, and so from there, I'm like, okay, how can I flip the script or change this around for me? So I was going to focus on big deals or whales because that's what I noticed this guy. He would have a couple deals that would equate to 150% of his quota. And then he would get small add-on deals from previous customers. They comprise the other 50%. And so when I say whale, I, I mean a deal that equals anything from 30 to 200% plus of your annual quota. And it was really simple because after I step back and look at it, I'm like, duh, you could hit. Um, it's kind of like, here, here's, here's a great example. It's kind of like bowling. Everybody knows that 300 is a perfect score in bowling. But do you know what the highest score you could bowl without hitting a strike? It's 190. That's that's like less than two thirds. Okay, and then 
do you know what the highest score you could you could have without hitting a spare or a strike? It's only 90 out of 300. Less than 30% or right around 30%, right? So in doing that, it became really obvious I needed I needed to get and become a master at executing on those strikes. You know, it's same thing. You could you could apply baseball. It's like being only a singles hitter. Whereas, you know, you're down and you have a, a massive deficit that you have to get to, the only way you're going to catch up is either by hitting, you know, 30 singles or it's by hitting, you know, a bunch of home runs and some singles in there too. And so the problem was that even though that's what I was going to focus on, I had to develop an entirely new skill set. I had to have different mental preparation. I had to have much more patience than what I had. And it was really, really hard for me initially. I mean, I was doing this all on my own. I had four managers in the first two years I was there. And it was a startup and I was a remote office. And I wanted more and I had no one to show me. There wasn't really any training. There wasn't really any development. And then what happened was because of the stress and the weight of trying to keep up and, and trying to hit that minimum expectation, it really taxed me mentally. I mean, what happened was you know, I would go out happy hour, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday, Saturday. I would get hammered, wake up and do it again because I felt inadequate because I was so short in terms of trying to accomplish my goal. And like I could never keep up no matter what I did. I, it was just like no matter what I did, it was never enough. Have, have you ever felt that way? I could totally understand it because that, that's truly what I felt at the time. And so after going through that, uh, it was really interesting because for the first nine months, I never, I never got a deal. And so finally, I started getting some deals. And then after, I don't know, about a year and a half, two years, I started to see those trends. And what eventually happened was I got a, a deal that was over a million dollars. And it was a deal that I worked on, I think, for probably about 16 months which was awesome because I didn't know what was possible. I just kept chipping away at this deal, kept chipping away. And that deal fed me for two years. And then what I started to do is like, okay, how do I replicate this over and over? And what it ended up doing is it ended up increasing my income by hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I was working like 35 hours versus 60 hours before. And there was two key things that I always did. So I wanna share them with you so you could really internalize them. And, and apply them as well. So I always, always, always looked at the dream customers of the company that I had. And I know that term is thrown around a lot, but what you'll see is on average, 80% of a company's revenue are made up from the top 20% of the customers. And basically of that 80% of revenue, that typically you know comes from your top few reps and your top few customers, right? So in doing that, you know, I only had to work six to eight deals versus 20 and get to 200% of what I was doing before. So I really, really tightened it up and looked at every single deal meeting in person. And, and I, I reverse engineered like, okay, what are those top five to 10 accounts that truly are the monster needle movers? What was the consistencies in terms of the verticals, the patterns that those people have, the decision makers, what was going on in those companies and really just looked at it and it doesn't take long. You know, you can look at your top five customers that your company has that are monsters and there's patterns that you'll see start to form. 
So then with my prospecting, I only focused on those type of companies. And in doing that, it made everything easier. So that was the first one. Really, really like do the work up front. And it might take you a little bit longer. So instead of maybe, you know, mapping out your focus areas, it might take, you know, let's say on average it takes three, four hours. It might take you twice as long. It might take you eight hours, right? But then it saves you 10 to 15 hours a week while getting 200% of the results. It makes it so much easier. Your deals convert better, faster, so many benefits, okay? So that's one. Number two, every single deal, meeting, and person that I had had a strategy and execution plan to it. Okay, so what I mean by that is I looked at how the decisions were made. I took notes um, from every single meeting and I really ended up looking at the goal of the company as a, as a starting point. So like what's the overall goal of the company? And then I broke it down into each department. What's the goal of each department, whether it's IT or finance? And, and identified this is finance's goals for the project, this is IT's goals for the project, right? Took it down one step further and looked at, okay, what's the goal of the individual from the executive to the VP down? And then basically all I did was like every meeting, I'm like, how can I deliver the what's in it for me solution for every person along the way? So even if it wasn't like their top priority, they'd be like, you know, Ryan's a pretty cool guy. This is hitting on what I need. And then what I did is I showed my team how to replicate that. And so just as a quick recap, I wanna go over this because I wanna make sure you got that. Spend the time and find out the top vertical, customer, market, just get really deep on that. Just really, really deep and understand that and fill your funnel only with those opportunities. That'll save you so much time. And then the second is, you know, from a top down perspective, looking at the goals and priorities of the company the department, and then the individual. And, and always think what's in it for me for each one of those people involved. And it might be eight people, you know? So there's a little work involved with that. However, replicated that with my team and a woman increased her income by <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars in nine months, right? And what I saw in doing this is it was the only way to overcome the constant quote increases and the comp plan changes. It's the only way to do it. And to take it one step further, it was a complete unfair advantage. And when the team applied it, they were two to four X in their income year over year, working way less. They were happy, management was happy, and I was happy. So it was a great situation all around. And what, what was really beautiful about it is I didn't have the constant stress and it offloaded a lot of stress from them and I didn't have the worry of like, how am I gonna keep up? How am I gonna keep up with this bar raising every year? How am I gonna be enough? And then what happened was, it became more than just about me, you know? And, and basically, you know, in those situations, it, it was truly transforming because there's opportunities because of my ability that I learned through all those situations. And granted, there's some failures there as well. There's quite a few failures. There's a lot of time, a lot of wasted time that I had going through that and deals I lost, but then I found it like a replicated system. And once once I was able to replicate that, not just personally, but then across an entire team and in scale over time, it, it showed me that there was something there and it could be a blessing if people got an opportunity to implement it because 
like I said, mentally, it was one of the toughest parts of my life to feel like no matter what you could do, it's never going to be enough. And then you leave sales and you could be you could be an amazing person. It could be an amazing career for you. And the same holds up with marketing as well. So that brings me to the end of the session. But I wanted to make sure you had those two little nuggets, those little diamonds of doing it. They're very simple and doesn't sound like much. But like I said, it dropped my hours from 60 a week to 35 and started getting the deals. It, it There's so many mental benefits from that as well. So in the next episode, we are going to be going through a bunch of different things that I've seen hold people back repeatedly and then what they did to break through. So this is Ryan Staley. I'm signing off. Thank you for your time today. It was awesome. And I look forward to Keep moving this forward, so keep giving you some nuggets, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources, so I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. One of the things that I want to ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.